That's what it sounds like when I open my Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. Well, welcome everybody to Chip and Eric Read Through the Bible. Thanks. Two. Semi-ordinary pastors. Reading. An extraordinary book. Two. Some amazing and incredible, fantastic, wonderful people. Well said, Eric. And today Thanks. is day 231. We're going to read Zechariah. Chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Who do we appreciate? Zechariah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this will be a pretty hefty reading. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Okay. Just like Haggai, we're post-exile here. Okay. And so let's start. In November... Of the second year of King Darius's reign, the Lord gave this message to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, and grandson of Iddo. I, the Lord, was very angry with your ancestors. Therefore, say to the people, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Return to me, and I will restore you, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. Don't be like your ancestors who would not listen or pay attention when the earlier prophets said to them, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Turn from your evil ways and stop all your evil practices. Where are your ancestors now? They and the prophets are long dead. But everything I said through my servants, the prophets, happened to your ancestors just as I said. As a result, they repented and said, We have received what we deserved from the Lord of Heaven's armies. He has done what he said he would do. Three months later, on February the 15th, the Lord sent another message to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, the grandson of Iddo, in a vision During the night, I saw a man sitting on a red horse that was standing among some myrtle trees in a small valley. Behind him were riders on red, brown, and white horses. I asked the angel who was talking with me, My lord, what do these horses mean? I'll show you, the angel replied. The rider standing among the myrtle trees then explained, They are the ones the Lord has sent out to patrol the earth. Then the other riders reported to the angel of the Lord who was standing among the myrtle trees, We have been patrolling the earth, and the whole earth is at peace. Upon hearing this, the angel of the Lord prayed this prayer. O Lord of heaven's armies, for 70 years now you have been angry with Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. How long until you again show mercy to them? And the Lord spoke kind and comforting words to the angel who talked with me. Then the angel said to me, Shout this message for all to hear. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. My love for Jerusalem and Mount Zion is passionate and strong. But I am very angry with the other nations that are now enjoying peace and security. I was only a little angry with my people, but the nations inflicted harm on them far beyond my intentions. Hmm. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I have returned to show mercy to Jerusalem. My temple will be rebuilt, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and measurements will be taken for the reconstruction of Jerusalem. Say this also. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. The towns of Israel will again overflow with prosperity. And the Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem as his own. Then I looked up and saw four animal horns. What are these? I asked the angel who was talking with me. He replied, these horns represent the nations that scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then the Lord showed me four blacksmiths. What are these men coming to do? I asked. The angel replied, these four horns, these nations, scattered and humbled Judah. Now these blacksmiths have come to terrify those nations and throw them down and destroy them. When I looked again, I saw a man with a measuring line in his hand. Where are you going? I asked. He replied, I'm going to measure Jerusalem to see how wide and how long it is. Then the angel who was with me went to meet a second angel who was coming toward him. 
The other angel said, Hurry and say to the young man, Jerusalem will Sunday be so full of people and livestock that there won't be enough room for everyone. Many will live outside the city walls. Then I myself will be a protective wall of fire around Jerusalem, says the Lord, and I will be the glory inside the city. The Lord says, Come away, flee from Babylon in the land of the north, for I have scattered you to the four winds. Come away, people of Zion, you who are exiled in Babylon. After a period of glory, the Lord of heaven's army sent me against the nations who plundered you. For he said, Anyone who harms you harms my most precious possession. I will raise my fist to crush them, and their own slaves will plunder them. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. The Lord says, Shout and rejoice, O beautiful Jerusalem, for I am coming to live among you. Many nations will join themselves to the Lord on that day, and they too will be my people. I will live among you, and you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies sent me to you. The land of Judah will be the Lord's special possession in his holy land, and he will once again choose Jerusalem to be his own city. Be silent before the Lord, all humanity, for he is springing into action from his holy dwelling. Then the angel showed me Jeshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser, Satan, was there at the angel's right hand, making accusations against Jeshua. And the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, reject your accusations, Satan. Yes, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. Jeshua's clothing was filthy as he stood there before the angel. So the angel said to the others standing there, Take off his filthy clothes. And turning to Jeshua, he said, See, I have taken away your sins, and now I am giving you these fine new clothes. Then I said, They should also place a turban on his head. So they put a clean priestly turban on his head and dressed him in new clothes while the angel of the Lord stood by. Then the angel of the Lord spoke very solemnly to Jeshua and said, This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. If you follow my ways and carefully serve me, then you will be given authority over my temple and its courtyards, and I will let you walk among these others standing here. Listen to me, O Jeshua, the high priest, and all you other priests. You are symbols of things to come. Soon I am going to bring my servant, the branch. Now look at the jewel I have set before Jeshua, a single stone with seven facets. I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and I will remove the sins of this land in a single day. And on that day, says the Lord of heaven's armies, each of you will invite your neighbor to sit with you peacefully under your own grapevine and fig tree. Hmm. Then the angel who had been talking with me returned and woke me, as though I had been asleep. What do you now see, he asked. I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl of oil on top of it. Around the bowl are seven lamps, each having seven spouts and wicks. And I see two olive trees, one on each side of the bowl. Then I asked the angel, What are these, my lord? What do you mean? Or what do they mean? Do, don't you know? The angel asked. No, my lord, I replied. Then he said to me, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain, will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets this final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, May God bless it! May God bless it! Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple, and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. The seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that search all around the world. Then I asked the angel, What are these two olive trees on the side of the lampstand? 
what are the two olive branches that pour out golden oil through two gold tubes? No, my Lord, I, don't you know, he asked. No, my Lord, I replied. Then he said to me, they represent two anointed ones who stand in the court of, of the Lord of all the earth. I looked up again and saw a scroll flying through the air. What do you see? The angel asked. I see a flying scroll, I replied. It appears to be about 30 feet long and 15 feet wide. Then he said to me, this scroll contains the curse that is going out over the entire land. One side of the scroll says that those who steal will be banished from the land. The other side says that those who swear falsely will be banished from the land. And this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. I am sending this curse into the house of every thief and into the house of everyone who swears falsely using my name. And my curse will remain in that house and completely destroy it, even its timbers and stones. Then the angel who was walking with me came forward and he said this, Look up and see what's coming. What is it? I asked. He replied, It's a basket for measuring grain, and it's filled with the sins of everyone throughout the land. Then the heavy lead cover was lifted off the basket, and there was a woman sitting inside it. The angel said, the woman's name is Wickedness. Hmm. And he pushed her back into the basket and closed the heavy lid again. <laughs> then I looked up and saw two women flying toward us, gliding on the wind. They had wings like a stork, and they picked up the basket and flew into the sky. Where are they taking the basket, I asked the angel. He replied, to the land of Babylonia, where they will build a temple for the basket. And when the temple is ready, they will set the basket there on its pedestal. Then I looked up again and saw four chariots coming from between two bronze mountains. The first chariot was pulled by red horses, the second by black horses, the third by white horses, and the fourth by powerful dappled gray horses. And what are these, my lord? I asked the angel who was talking with me. The angel replied, These are the four spirits of heaven who stand before the Lord of all the earth. They are going out to do his work. The chariot with black horses is going north, the chariot with white horses is going west, and the chariot with dappled gray horses is going south. The powerful horses were eager to set out to patrol the earth, and the Lord said, Go and patrol the earth. So they left at once on their patrol. Then the Lord summoned me and said, Look, those who went north have vented the anger of my spirit there in the land of the north. Then I received another message from the Lord. Haldai, Tobijah, and Jediah will bring gifts of silver and gold from the Jews exiled in Babylon. As soon as they arrive, meet them at the home of Josiah, son of Zephaniah. Accept their gifts and make a crown from the silver and gold. Then put the crown on the head of Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Tell him, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Here is a man called the Branch. He will branch out from where he is and build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he will build the temple of the Lord. Then he'll receive royal honor and will rule as king from his throne. He will also serve as priest from his throne, and there will be perfect harmony between his two roles. The crown will be a memorial in the temple of the Lord to honor those who gave it. Haldai, Tobijah, Jediah, and Josiah, son of Zephaniah. People will come from distant lands to rebuild the temple of the Lord. And when this happens, you will know that my messages have been from the Lord of Heaven's armies. And this is... And this will happen if you carefully obey what the Lord, your God, says. On December 7th of the fourth year of King Darius's reign, another message came to Zechariah from the Lord. The people of Bethel had sent Sherezer and Regamelech along with their attendants to seek the Lord's favor. 
they were to ask this question of the prophets and the priests at the temple of the Lord of Heaven's armies. Should we continue to mourn and fast each summer on the anniversary of the temple's destruction, as we have done for so many years? The Lord of Heaven's armies sent me this message in reply. Say to all your people and your priests, During these seventy years of exile, when you fasted and mourned in the summer and in early autumn, was it really for me that you were fasting? And even now, in your holy festivals, aren't you eating and drinking just to please yourselves? Isn't this the same message the Lord proclaimed through the prophets in the year in years past when Jerusalem and the towns of Judah were bustling with people, and the Negev and the foothills of Judah were well populated? This, then this message came to Zechariah from the Lord. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Judge fairly and show mercy and kindness to one another. Do not oppress widows, orphans, foreigners, and the poor. Do not scheme against each other. Your ancestors refused to listen to this message. They stubbornly turned away and made their hearts as hard as stone. So they could not hear the instructions or messages that the Lord of Heaven's armies had sent by his spirit to the earlier prophets. This is why the Lord of Heaven's armies was angry with them. Since they refused to listen when I called them, I would not listen when they called to me, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. As with a whirlwind, I scattered them among the distant nations where they lived as strangers. Their land became so desolate that no one even traveled through it. They turned their pleasant land into a desert. Then another message came to me from the Lord of Heaven's armies. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. My love for Mount Zion is passionate and strong. I am consumed with passion for Jerusalem. And now the Lord says, I am returning to Mount Zion, and I will live in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the faithful city. The mountain of the Lord of Heaven's armies will be called the holy mountain. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. Once again, old men and women will walk Jerusalem's streets with their canes and will sit together in the city squares, and the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls at play. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. All this may seem impossible to you now, a small remnant of God's people, but it is Im- but is it impossible for me, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. You can be sure that I will rescue my people from the east and from the west. I will bring them home again to live safely in Jerusalem. They will be my people, and I will be faithful and just toward them as their God. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Be strong and finish the task. Ever since the laying of the foundation of the temple of the Lord of Heaven's armies, you have heard what the prophets have been saying about completing the building. Before the work of the temple began, there were no jobs, no money to hire people or animals. No traveler was safe from the enemy, for there were enemies all on all sides. I had turned everyone against each other. But now I will not treat the remnant of my people as I treated them before, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. For I am planting seeds of peace and prosperity among you. The grapevines will be heavy with fruit. The earth will produce its crops, and the heavens will release the dew. Once more I will cause a remnant in Judah and Israel to inherit these blessings. Among the other nations, Judah and Israel become the symbols of a cursed nation. But no longer... Now I will rescue you and make you both a symbol and a source of blessing. So don't be afraid. Be strong and get on with rebuilding the temple. For this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. I was determined to punish you when your ancestors angered me, and I did not change my mind, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. But now I am determined to bless Jerusalem and the people of Judah. So don't be afraid. This is what you must do. Tell the truth to each other. Render verdicts in your courts that are just and lead to peace. Don't scheme against each other. Stop your love of telling lies that you swear are the truth. I hate all these things, says the Lord. Here's another message that came to me from the Lord of Heaven's armies. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. The traditional fast and times of mourning you've kept in early summer, midsummer, autumn, and winter are now ended. 
They will become festivals of joy and celebration for the people of Judah. So, love, truth, and peace. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. People from nations and cities around the world will travel to Jerusalem. The people of one city will say to the people of another, Come with us to Jerusalem to ask the Lord to bless us. Let's worship the Lord of Heaven's armies. I'm determined to go. Many peoples and powerful nations will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord of Heaven's armies and to ask for his blessing. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. In those days, ten men from different nations and language of the world will clutch at the sleeve of one Jew, and they will say, Please let us walk with you, for we have heard that God is with you. And, and that, that is our, our reading, reading today. today. Long reading. Cool reading. Mm-hmm. And a reading that we did with two questions in mind. This should be easy. I mean, we just read eight chapters of the Bible. Yeah. So this should be pretty easy. What's this tell us about God? And what does this tell us about ourselves? So, Chip, mm-hmm. what's this tell us about God? This tells me that God, God does not want us to have hearts as hard as stone. Mm. He wants them to be soft to be able to um, receive what he wants us to receive so that we apply it and do something with it. And when we do that, we see that, and we read through that towards the end of our reading, kind of came full circle a little bit. He wants to bring blessing, like Uh his people that he allowed to be punished and put into exile and I'll bring back. He wants to bless them. Mm -hmm. He wants them to be a symbol and a source of blessing. Absolutely. I love that. A symbol yeah. and a source of blessing. Yeah. His people. Very cool. And he says, don't be, don't be afraid. Be strong and get, and get on with, get to it, rebuilding the temple. I want you to be a symbol and a source of blessing. And he, he just kept, he, he said again, I'm determined to bless Jerusalem mm-hmm. and the people of, of Judah. Um, couldn't do that when their heart was hard. And now that they've learned their lesson and brought them back, they're in a place where he can do that, wants to do that. It's up to them to be able to receive that when they obey him and put what he says into practice. And Absolutely. So, it's a long way of, I guess, just saying that God wants to bless his people. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Hey, um, well, before I get into this, I just want to say uh, nothing, not even a mighty mountain, will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a <laughs> level like plane, level plane before him. You might say... That before Zerubbabel, before his very eyes, mm-hmm. the mountains became rubbable. <laughs> they did. Hey, so what's this tell us about us? Yes. Um, I thought it was cool. Twice we read, hey, do better than your ancestors. Learn from your ancestors. Yes. Don't go down the path of your ancestors. I'll do it. So there are lots of learning theories out there. So I study education, and there are lots of learning theories out there. Two of them though two very prominent ones you've got behaviorism which is like you do good things you get good things you do bad things you do bad things and so you learn to do the good things right it's a conditioned response and then it becomes uh you know just kind of a habit the other one though and that's a rough way to live imagine having to learn every lesson by you know the hard way basically like you have to experience the results of every decision in order to know which one's the right one no one should live that way. And God is saying to Israel, I don't want you to live that way. I don't want to have to beat you with a stick every single time. Sometimes I want to give you a carrot, you know? Yeah. So. A carrot. 
the other one is another one is social cognitive theory, which means basically we learn by watching other people and seeing what other people do and mm. what results other people get, and we're able to latch onto that. And that is a much better way to learn than behaviorism. And what God is saying here is, I want you to learn hmm. by watching what happened with your ancestors. Yeah. I want you to learn, and that ties directly into what you said too. In just a sec, so I want you to learn because you saw what I did to them. You don't need to go through it too. You don't need to do it all over again. Just do better than them because you saw what happened to them. But understand that I want to bless you. Mm -hmm. As much as I was tied to cursing them, I want to bless you. Mm -hmm. And as as dependable as my my promise to bless them was, my or to curse them was, my promise to bless you is just as dependable. Mm -hmm. So, what does this tell us about us? We can learn and this is this is like part of the point of reading the Bible. We can learn from other people's situations and all of those. We don't have to go through all of these things. And so if you're in a season in your life where you're rebellious and pushing back and we read this and and you're like, well, if God judges me for it, God judges me for it. Or if I suffer consequences for it, I suffer consequences for it. Don't do that. Hmm. No, learn your lesson from looking at the Israelites and, and this nation that fell and was exiled. Learn your lesson from them. Don't. Don't look at the stories of the Bible and say, like, okay, well, if I go through that, then I'll go through that, mm. you know? No, learn from the scriptures. These stories are here as narratives to teach us principles so that we can apply those principles directly to our lives. So. Yeah, that's a great word. And that's a, it really is a blessing that we have that. Yes. Yeah, it really is. Imagine having to do all this for the first time. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no. No. But yeah, we do. <laughs> but, and so one of those lessons that we learn over and over and over again in the Bible, Chip, is the one that you shared. God doesn't want us to have a hard heart. Mm -mm. You know, hard hearts account for so much of the suffering people go through in the Bible. Mm. Over true. and over again. Yeah. 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 Mm, that's good. Good stuff, everybody. Yeah. Wow. So you can get some stuff out of Zechariah. Yeah. Really cool. Chips to for Ido Bungard. Chipster for Ido Bungard. Yeah. Okay. That was on the first page. First page, there was another name that was kind of fun. Oh, yeah, there were some good ones. And I was laughing through the reading, not the because no, of the No, I know, because of the, the, the storyline. The craziest yeah. picnic in all of history. Yeah. When they brought the woman called wick Wickedness right, up right. to Babylon. Yeah, it wasn't disrespectful. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, the storyline was picture what he's envisioning. Crazy. Yeah, picture what he's envisioning. Yeah. They open this lid. Hey, this woman's right. called wickedness, slams the lid shut. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> it I was, is, yeah. I was picturing yeah, that. I'm, I'm with you, man. Okay. Good. I don't think you're being disrespectful. Good. That's good. All right. Well, it's another day in the books. It is. Hey, we're proud of you. Good job, everybody. That's absolutely true. Nice work. It's really cool. I keep hearing about other people that are listening. and Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, listening good and job. sharing. So, yes. Hey, if you're kind of new mm -hmm. to this and someone, just let us know. Say, hey, I'm new and it's great. Yeah, write us a message. Say, hey, my name's Wickedness. Let me out of this basket. <laughs> don't, don't do that. We won't let you out. But if it's great, it's great. Yeah. Let us know. If it's we not, do, yeah. don't listen. Send a message. <laughs> yeah. Send a message if you like us. And if you don't, then just We're, keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get used to us. Yeah. Eventually we'll Oh, gee. All right. All right. Hey, have a good day. Okay. <laughs>